Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. We hold these truths to be self-evident. For enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome over here. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to Speak the Truth. This is the podcast that your nether regions get tingly about. This is the one that makes your ear ear fuzzies they all get all sprung about. I don't even really know I was going with that one, but I'm excited. We're having a good day. We're going to have a great week. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I'm excited to have a conversation today with myself at this table about random stuff. So we're going to kick it off. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. You guys remember the DOJ and the whole trying to intervene in these school board meetings, which is some of the goofiest dictatorship type thing we've seen in a while. They pinned Trump as being a dictator and a fascist and everything else you could possibly imagine. But this this is kind of an overstepping boundaries or overreaching for the government to be coming in and doing this kind of, kind of thing. So I'm going to read actually a piece from the memo because I didn't read it all yesterday. It wasn't actually out yesterday when I, when I had done this. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm just going to read a piece. So it states, while spirited debate about policy matters is protected under a constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence. This is what I underlined right here. Threats of violence, clearly, that's that's common. But efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. How This is the most double standard type deal because if the DOJ is coming in and actually prosecuting people, and making it a, a federal offense and deeming people as domestic terrorists for, for, for going to these school board meetings and speaking out against mass mandates and CRT is pretty much all they're talking about. If you're telling me that this right here is not literally the most ass backwards thing ever because the DOJ coming in and doing this is literally intimidating people from even attending these events and speaking out on things that they do not want their child to either be wearing in school, i.e. a face mask or talking about CRT within schools. That's literally the only thing that they're talking about, these school board meetings that are pissing parents off because their parent, the parents, the people like myself and you are paying them to teach an actual curriculum. It's a little strange that they come out saying this because it, when in fact the DOJ actually coming in and, and trying to take part in this is going to be actually intimidating people from even attending these. This all stems from the fact that the Biden administration is, is struggling when it comes to polling and data and all this kind of stuff. And they're not loving the fact that they keep seeing in the news pop up about all these school board meetings and people screaming from the rooftops about masks and stuff like that. It just does not look good for the left and their agenda when it comes to uh, implementing CRT within all the school districts. That would, that would, that would be the reason why Biden would tell the DOJ and all these guys and gals to, to go after the people at these school board meetings, which is so goofy to me. There's so much other shit going on in America and the world that is a much, much, much bigger deal than, than a school board meeting for God's sakes. So next up on the goofy list in America, I guess we have the trillion dollar coin. Yes, that is right. A trillion dollar coin. Real thing, apparently. Well, it's not real yet. Could be real. 
And I wanted to know how could they even get to a trillion iron coin? Because you can't just go out. You can only the government can only mint so much gold, silver, and uh, just currency in general every year. It's literally dictated. There's only so much that it could actually um, actually manufacture, essentially print. But I wanted to know how could they do it? Here we go. You guys ready? This is how they, it could be done. The idea that the president could order a Treasury Secretary to mint a trillion dollar coin, yes, a one trillion dollar coin out of platinum, then deposit it in the Federal Reserve. Then just like that, the government would have an additional trillion dollars to pay off its obligations. The debt ceiling would no longer be an issue. Now, underneath the laws, platinum is the one that they can get away with. So they can actually mint as much platinum as they possibly would like, as much as they want. Of course, the coin, literally, the, the platinum is not worth a trillion dollars. It's a coin, but it just says one trillion on it, and they get away from the debt ceiling. Yeah, it goes on to state this. The treasury is limited by law on how much paper money, gold, silver, and copper coins it can circulate at once. I guess I forgot copper. So a major concern for economics is hyperinflation. Minting a $1 trillion coin would be like creating money out of thin air. Imagine that. You make money that's not supposed to be there. You deposit it. Everybody's stuff is worth less. When all the new money poofs into existence, the other currency circulation would be less valuable. So everything you currently have, every dollar you currently have would literally be less valuable because they printed money on a a a coin worth a trillion dollars so everything that you have currently in your bank account will be worth less it's the same thing that's been going on like the the problem the, the real problem here is the people that are running this country don't know how to run a business that is the god honest truth they have no idea how to run a business they don't know how to manage a budget they don't know how to do anything if they knew how to manage a budget correctly we wouldn't be running into this crisis or this issue every single year. I think it goes up October 18th is when when we run out of money, I guess, to pay off our debts. It's 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 really goofy if you think about it. If we and the other thing is if we just fucking stop spending. Just stop spending. Just there's no need. Just stop for just stop just take a pause. Stop like why are you introducing all these bills when we don't you don't need to spend any more money. There's no building back anything better. Re- repair roads, do shit that you just pause spending for a couple years, like it's really shouldn't be that difficult. Really, like honestly, really it shouldn't. The shit that they're talking about doing is paying for people's colleges. We don't need to fucking do that. You can pay for your own college, people's childcare. We don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Keep the taxes with you. I, I, to be honest with you, I think that we should do have just a standard tax rate all across America. Everybody should be paying the same rate. Everybody. I did explain this in, in previous episodes that the tax bracket, yes, wealthier you get taxed more. Which okay, that's fine, but what was it? I think uh, the top ten percent of America pays seventy. I can't remember the exact. I think it was like seventy five percent of all the taxes in America, all the federal tax. Like, just make it straight across the board. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm just saying, stop spending if you don't know how to run a bit. Like, ugh, fucking irritating. All right, am I right, Charles? Am I right? Stop fucking spending. You don't need to spend nothing. So y'all remember Lieutenant Colonel Scheller? He was uh, thrown in the brig for speaking, literally speaking, the tr- speaking his mind on social media. So he was uh, released on Tuesday as a result of a mutual agreement between Lieutenant Colonel Scheller and his defense counsel. And of course, with the commanding general of the training command that he was at. So basically, all came to agreement. He was released. A Lieutenant Colonel was sitting inside of the brig. Scheller remains bound by a gag order, though. So it, it bars him from being on social media. Because I guess they're kind of afraid of whatever. That's the thing about being in the military. They can do it literally whatever they want with you, like legitimately. But once you get out, you can say whatever he wants. But Shell's case now moves into an Article 32 preliminary hearing, which has yet to be scheduled. 
Uh, they're going to consider whether charges should be recommended to his command, and these potentially could include contempt towards officials, willi- willfully disobeying a superior commissioned officer, failure to obey lawful general orders, and con- oh man, and conduct un- unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman. Man, I have not read those kind of things in a while. Those are real things, by the way. Those are all, all charges in the military. Like literally every single one of them. I, now I'm sitting here reading them. Every one of them is a military. A civilian can never get charged with any of those. But he's actually looking to uh, avoid trial and just walk away with an honorable discharge, which would be great. I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't give him an honorable discharge after being, I think he was in for 18 years. I think it was 18. Pretty positive it was 18. So, I don't know. Goofy. Military. Politics. When you get high up, they care about getting, I don't, I'm not going to go into that rant right now. That's all it is, is a polit- political scheme all the way up past captain. You can even ask captains this. Once they get past like a certain area of their captain, being a captain, once literally once they become a major, it's all politics. But for the most part, captains and below, we'll say company level and below. How about that? There you go. Company level captains. Once you get in the battalion, you're still a captain, but a little bit more political. Bull- all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on here. Hey, you guys excited? I'm excited. My nether regions have been tingling a little bit because Texas is now bracing for a surge of 60,000 Haitian migrants. That's right. 60,000 more Haitians are on their way up. Don't really know what what the plan is here to stop them. This, this is what I'm saying is really goofy. The DOJ is going after school board meetings. That's taxpayer dollars going out the window. You have Biden and everybody arguing over some bull- uh, spending agenda. And when you when you look into it, which we have on this podcast, when you look into the actual spending itself, it makes no sense. Like a lot of the stuff makes no sense. I get building roads and stuff like that. More more money goes towards like police officers, firefighters, and military. That's great. That's all good. But like after school activities, like what the fuck? Why would I need to pay for that? I, mean, I meant like daycare. I'm, I'm I'm actually talking about more. Pre, pre-K is what they were wanting us to pay for. It's so goofy. Oh, man. Child care from zero to five or what was it? Yeah, zero to five. Oh, man. All right. I keep going back to that because it's really stupid. But anyway, we got this. We got this. Stay focused. Texas braces for a surge of 60,000. 60,000 people. So state officials are bracing for what could be the largest surge of migrants ever attempted to enter the country. Yes, ever in history. is on its way here. From Mexico. That's crazy. Awkward pause. Border security falls under the federal government's responsibility. The Biden administration has significantly reined in the Border Patrol and the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So we all know they reigned. So it's so funny. It literally says reins. And this entire time uh, they were using reins, apparently as whips. But um, the Texas government and law enforcement leaders have stepped up efforts to make up for the federal government's absence. And leaders have spent the weekend preparing for possible rush of more than 60,000 migrants. That is right. 60,000 people are coming up right now, which is crazy because the foreign minister of actually of Panama, Erica Moines, sorry, jacked up your name. In September, she actually told the uh, United States that there was that they were coming up and we didn't heed the warning. But she goes on to state that another 60,000 Haitians are headed to the U.S. beyond the 20,000 that made it to Del Rio last month. You want to know something even crazier? There's another 30,000 Haitians migrants that are sitting in Colombia right now attempting to cross the border into Panama. So you have 60,000 on the way up and another 30,000 trying to leave Colombia right now, going to Panama and on their way up through that. That's a long walk. That's like walking across. the. It's like the Oregon Trail all over again. Like Literally. I don't know if you guys ever played the Oregon Trail. Did you ever play the Oregon Trail? He didn't play or he was he was too young for the Oregon Trail. Me, I remember kindergarten, first grade, hitting them buttons. Oh she got ate by a, she got bit by a snake. 
Oh man, she's got a disease. And it's literally just like, I can't remember the button. It's like A and B or whatever. <laughs> so I don't remember. I just remember what the screens were really big. And it was at kind of the screen, the computer screen where you, you would touch it and it would make the, it feel like fuzzies on your hand when you would move your hand over. It'd be like static electricity, but feel like a little hair on the screen. Anyway, odd story about that. I had a kid in my class one time. This is random. I had a kid in my class one time. He stuck, uh, what was I in like sixth grade or fifth grade? I don't know what it was. He stuck magnets all over the screens. I don't know if you guys ever, do you know what that happens when you do that? Yeah, he stuck, he went to the he went to the library in all the in the teachers area and it stuck magnets all over the screens. Just ran magnets all over the screens of the computers. Now looking back on it, that's that's not good. I guess some of the stuff that I did as a kid was kind of goofy. I didn't do anything like that. I did stick glue in my teacher's seat one time. Anyway, so defunding the police is probably one of the smartest thing that that we've ever done in America. It, it's got to be. I, I, I'm all for it. I think that we need to defund every single police department because it, it, it leads to better crime rates. No one commits any crimes. There's, there's literally lawlessness. Is not, it's not a thing. Like People are calm and contempt, and they love each other. They shake hands. They kiss on subway streets with masks on. Like it's, it's Seriously, we don't need cops. You don't need them in your – it's not good. Defunding them is the, the smartest thing we've ever thought of doing. But – if that was the case, we wouldn't just hit a record high of increase in homicide rates. If that was... <laughs> yeah, you didn't know where I was going with that, did you? Yeah, so this is also on CNN. I'm going to tell you right now, I always find it funny when I find articles like this. And then you go back and you, you're like, oh man, well, they actually, it's not even not even on the, the, the homepage. Anyway, so there you go. There's a record. The United States has just recorded its highest increase in rates of homicide in uh, modern history. And it's not because of defunding the police, I promise you. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with cops not wanting to do their job because they're too scared to get in trouble. It has nothing, nothing, not a single bit of that. So the homicide rate in the United States has rose 30% between 2019 and 2020. It is the highest increase recorded in modern history and confirms through a public health data a rise in homicides that has so far had been identified only through crime statistics. The previous largest increase in the United States homicidal rate was actually 20% rise recorded from 2000 to 2001 and it was because of the September 11th attacks. So they kind of got to kind of take that one out of the picture. But the new data does show that homicide rates has increased about six homicides per 100,000 people in 2019 to 7.8 per 100,000 in 2020. That's a pretty big increase if you think about it. 6% it's almost 8%. Or excuse me, eight per one hundred thousand. So six per one hundred, eight to one hundred. That's well, that's that's actually percentage wise. I guess that's what it is. You get you know what I'm saying? Six to eight. That's a pretty big jump. But it does say that it's still significantly lower than the rates in the early '80s, which topped out at hundred, or excuse me, ten homicides per one hundred thousand. So you're looking at six right now in 20, 2019 to seven point eight, which we're at currently per one hundred thousand, to the '80s, which it was at ten per one hundred thousand. The big difference here between now and the '80s is the fact in the 80s, it was really, it doesn't state this in here, but let's just be honest, it had literally to do with the amount of drugs that was being in here, or bought in the United States, and gangs. Everything was gang-related, drug-related, and it was just rampant crime throughout entire America. I mean, think about it. What was going on in the 80s? Some of the most wild times when it comes to just crazy shit politically, and also just crime-wise. And it all was basically stemming off of drugs being imported into America from, of course. I mean, think about the 80s. Who was, who was alive in the 80s? Probably one of the coolest Netflix series ever in history was about the 80s. Like, you see Cocaine Cowboys and all this crazy shit. It has stems from the 80s and everything that was going on back then. Hell, my dad, before he died, 
Like he knew he was dying, I think. I'm fairly confident. He was telling me some crazy shit that he used to do back in the 80s, for God's sakes. 80s was just wild all around, you know? But since this is on CNN, they always have to make sure that the, the viewer that they're actually trying to appeal to understands as to why the homicide rates have gone up. You want to know why they have gone up? I'm going to tell you right now, this is why. The pandemic has also changed the way police officers do their job because of illness and social distancing, which in turn led to fewer officers on the streets in areas that need crime prevention the most. That is the most bullshit I ever written down in history. You cannot tell me that is not a blatant lie. The person that was sitting there typing that was like, all right, how do we turn this around? Pandemic fucking did it. That is not true. We all know that wasn't true. Come on now. You can't. <laughs> this literally is because... You want to defund the police and make the police look terrible so they're not going to do their job. That's all this is. It had nothing to do with the pandemic and social distancing from cops. Are you stupid? You cannot believe... There, there's no way that the person... Right, who wrote this? I don't even know who wrote this. Is there a name on here? Yeah. Jacqueline Howard. There is absolutely no fucking way that you could tell me that when you were typing this up at the very end of your article, like, well, I always tell you guys three quarters of the way through, that you believe this shit. There's no way she does. <laughs> it's... it's Kid laughable just sitting here. Oh God. You know what? When all else fails, blame the pandemic. When all else fails, we gotta raise more money. We gotta raise the debt ceiling because of the pandemic. Oh my, I read the funniest fucking tweet yesterday. Damn it, I should have sent this over. I laugh my ass off. Okay, conversation. You ready? You guys excited? Lady, hotel. Ask the <laughs> ask the person. Oh god. Ask the person hotel. Can I get can I, can I get a robe? The lady at the hotel says, no, we can't do it because of the pandemic. The lady responds with, but there's towels. And the lady says, yes, I know, but the pandemic has caused us not to have robes. And she said, her response was, "I people literally wipe their butthole with towels. <laughs> and they only responded with, it's because of the pandemic. Everybody just blames everything on the pandemic. You can't have robes inside of your hotel because of the pandemic. You can't have room service because of the pandemic, which is so true. Yeah, I, there's certain hotels I've gone through. I've like, oh man, I want to wake up and get some pancakes. Grab the phone. Hey, can I get some pancakes? They're like, no, we don't do room service because of the pandemic. We're like, is the bar open? They're like, yeah, it's open. I'm like, all right. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, I guess. So, I don't know. Hey, excuse to be lazy as hell. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. But this one right here, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I find some of these things kind of funny. And when I'm reading, I mean, I got to I gotta get some, some com- comedic relief to myself because I'm up here for four hours every morning. Like this morning, it was really long. It was over four hours reading stuff and it gets kind of dry. But when you get to the end of it and you read that, you're like, yes, that is why. All right. Okay, we're done. I'm sorry. I was beating a dead horse there. I was getting a little excited. I mean, it's not funny that we're at the highest homicide rate increase in 100 years. Literally since they've been reporting is what it said. Since we started reporting, it's the highest rate ever increased. But all right. Are you guys excited? Let's go back because this one, uh, I've got these things marked down here. and I like to talk about them somewhat in somewhat of an order. So we're not just jumping all over the place like my mind does. So we got China. Not too much about China today because I don't really feel like talking about them. Don't really feel like it. They're just doing China things. They're probably going to crash the stock market today again. That's just the way it goes. So, but if you guys do not know Taiwan... Is doing Taiwan things, trying to make sure that China doesn't take over their their old their old region. So China could be capable of mounting a full scale invasion by Taiwan by 2025. The island's defense minister said on Wednesday. That is Taiwan's defense minister. 
He says, with regards to staging an attack on Taiwan, they currently have the ability, but China has to pay the price. He said by 2025, that price will be very lower and China will be able to mount a full-scale invasion. I don't know why 2025 is lower. I don't know. I honestly got have no idea why it would be lower than right now. But anyway, he described that the cross-strait military tensions as the most serious it's ever been within the last 40 years since he's been in the military. That guy's been in the military for 40 years. It says the highest tension he's ever seen. But I'm still kind of confused because it's kind of like I like to try to find why he would say this, and I could not find anything. But he said by 2025, would be the price would be lower. Uh, maybe he thinks that there won't be any intervention by 2025 from America, but by then we would have a different president who probably has a little bit more testicle fortitude to actually do something. I don't know. The U.S. has been making negative moves by selling arms to Taiwan and strengthening its official and military ties with Taiwan, including the launch of a $750 million arms sale planned to sell to Taiwan. The landing of the U.S. military aircraft in Taiwan and frequent sailing U.S. warships across the Taiwan Strait is is, is apparently pissing off the Chinese is exactly what that, that, that statement just came from a Chinese foreign minister. So China, as you guys do know, is really mad that we keep going through the strait. We keep helping Taiwan, but uh, the defense minister over there in Taiwan has uh, said that by 2025, they expect a full-scale invasion. I don't know. 2025 seems a little early. If it does happen, we're probably looking, uh, I'm not going to say it's going to be World War III, but I guess it could be. Like I said, we go back to history. Why, why did Japan decide they wanted to actually attack America? It had nothing to do with Nazi Germany. It didn't have really anything to do with them at all. It had everything to do with oil. And all of their oil, I think it was like 80% of their oil came from the United States. I mean, if we wanted to, we could just choke them off with oil, which we did, of course. Anyway, there you go. Now we are going to fly across the world. We are going to get on a short flight and fly roughly, literally probably over halfway across the world. We're going to go over to Afghanistan. Quite a bit of stuff has happened over the last 24 hours in Afghanistan. But the only thing we're talking about here in America right now, which I'm not going to fault him for, is Gavi Petito. Nothing wrong with that. They can talk about Gavi Petito and all that stuff that's going on. I will say, since they started talking about the Gavi Petito case, there's been a lot more crime, or, um, excuse me, not crimes. There's been a lot more people talking about missing persons and or just murders in general, which I actually, I don't know if you guys do know this. I listen to, Charles knows this because he sits in the damn truck with me, but I listen to murder podcasts constantly. I just, I find them very intriguing, not, not on how the person committed the act, but how they catch them. It's humans are crazy. They're wild. They really are. The things that they do, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that happens is passion crimes. Oh my gosh. Anyway, not going, well, you know what? Gavi Petito's deal, it might be a passion crime for all we know. I have no idea. Or it just could have been that he had a massive temper and lashed out. I don't know. That's off the topic, off the subject. You know what we will do on this podcast, though? Cami did make a really good, a really good idea. We're going to do these videos on YouTube. They probably won't be on the podcast itself. But because I was, I was making fun of CNN's headlines this morning. I can actually read one. Fear, not, I'm going to call it fear mongering, but there's more clickbait on these on some of these news sites than any anything in, in YouTube itself. It's really funny to read. Some of them are. Hospital rates are down, but these eight states will have fewer than 15% of ICU beds available. Okay, when... Have we really been worrying about ICU beds 20 months ago? All right. Thanks for the answer. Thanks, Charles. That was good. Thanks, buddy. All right. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. ISIS-K suicide bombers. Yes, that is right. We're going to fly back over to Afghanistan. Take a quick, short flight. Hop on my back. I got you guys. ISIS-K suicide bomber who had carried out the terrorist attack in Kabul International Airport, the one that killed the 13 service members and dozens of Afghanistan's, or Afghans, excuse me. His name has been released. 
and he was actually released from a prison near Kabul just days earlier when the Taliban took control of the area, according to the U.S. officials. The suicide bomber was released from a Parwan prison at Bagram Air Base. Uh, uh, the U.S. controlled that base up until they abandoned Bagram early January, or July, excuse me. How many times do I say this? We should have never gave up Bagram. Imagine if we didn't give up Bagram. Just go ahead and hit that rewind button. I wish we, I wish we could rewind till last, last November, last October. We probably wouldn't have this issue. Rewind. Hit that. The rewind. You know what I mean? Things rewinding. Go back to July. We don't leave Bagram. Guess what? All those hundreds of people that died and those 13 service members would actually still be alive. We never needed to give up Bagram in the first place. Ever. The Taliban empty out both prisons, releasing their own members who had been imprisoned, and but they also re- uh, released ISIS-K. Still, to this day, no one has been held accountable for the major fuck-up in Afghanistan. Is that correct? Not a single person. No one. Which is funny, because they're hemming the people who are coming out speaking against it, i.e. Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. They're holding him accountable for talking like I am talking right now, but they can't do anything to fucking me because I'm not in the military anymore. I'm just a guy talking i'm just having a conversation but if lieutenant colonel Scheller was in my position he couldn't do it because he would get in charge with some i'm just being honest like not a single person has been held accountable for the actions that took place in afghanistan still to this day he's getting hemmed up for speaking out trying to find out who should be held accountable isn't that kind of funny when you speak up asking who should be held accountable for something then that person gets in trouble america it's kind of like uh going to a school board meeting Threatening people to to hit them with some domestic terrorism type tar- charges because they're going out against your mass mandate and or a uh, CRT schedule or whatever. All right, here we go. Move on. Here we go. Oh my gosh, we're just gonna sit. I think we're gonna sit in the the Afghan region for a little bit longer here. I don't got a reason to, to leave because there's so much stuff coming out. All right, a flood of drugs. Yes, that is right. Drugs are coming out of there. I f- could have told you this. I think this is. I think on. Episode five, six, or seven, somewhere around there, I was talking about roughly, I don't remember, $750 million worth of stuff that was seized in India. I don't remember the exacts. So the Taliban's actually earning more than $400 million right now annually from the drug trade. This is true. May not seem like that much money, but, uh, well, I mean, to a, a single individual, that's a lot of money. But I mean, for an entity that can't even pay for their electricity bill, it's kind of weird. I guess you can't pay your electricity bill with drug money. I don't really know how. That's not a thing. But today, Afghanistan is the world's largest producer of opium. We all knew this. This country is responsible for more than 80% of the global opium population. Or, excuse me, I said population. Production. Afghanistan produces 80% of the, all the opium in, uh, in the world. It makes profits through taxes. Let's talk about the Taliban, by the way. Taxes on opium crops and providing protection to, uh, to process and traffic. Taxes are also collected from laboratories converting opium into heroin. Shockingly, heroin delivered from Afghanistan opium makes up to 95% of the market in Europe. So all the heroin that goes into Europe, 95, 95% of it comes from Afghanistan. The funny thing is, is the trafficker gets paid. The Taliban taxes the trafficker. The Taliban taxes them for making it. The Taliban taxes them for producing it. But... They're not the one, the Taliban has hands off because they're not the ones selling it. To me, this is literally the equivalent of the Mexican government, the Mex, the actual official Mexican government taxing the cartel for producing drugs. Quite, I guess they might do it still to this day. I have no idea, but with with just bribes and stuff, but essentially physically taxing them to create it, but saying, "Hey, we're hands off. We're not the ones doing it." 
because the cartel is the one that's actually bringing it in. That's like the equivalent, is it not? I mean, how, how do they get away with this kind of stuff? It's, it's, it's crazy to me. But more than four tons of opium, morphine, heroin, hashish, cocaine, and meth uh, worth $626 million was seized from different areas only in the last month, like in the month of September. Most of the narcotics were recovered from the areas bordering Afghanistan. $626 million worth. Yes, that's what they found. You know how lack, like lackluster, like protection-wise when it comes to on the border? They found that much worth of heroin, opium, morphine, hashish, and cocaine and meth. Oh my God. I didn't also know this. I found this out. I didn't know that the plants that they make methamphetamine from actually just grow in Afghanistan randomly. I did not know that. Found that out today. Something learned, uh, something new I learned. Also didn't know that apparently a lot of people in Afghanistan use meth. I didn't really know that. I knew that they shoot up a lot because I would go inside these, uh, I would go inside these houses and there'd be needles everywhere. And I always felt so gross. If you guys also do know, I found out some more stats. Um, Drug addiction causes 685 deaths worldwide a day. And also there's almost 50 deaths per uh, day by terrorism. I didn't know any of this. These are stats that I would have never found out, but I I did reading through this article. Now you know. Almost 700 people die a day from drug addiction and 50 people die a day from terrorism itself. And that's crazy because 50 people a day from terrorism and none of it is ever really talked about. All right, on to the next one. I know. Gets even crazier. Taliban doing Taliban things. We keep talking about them because they're pretty much the news, the talk of the town as of right now when it comes to stuff that's actually relevant and somewhat interesting to to speak on. Because everything else in America they're talking about, like I said, how to pay for birth control. So the Taliban hung uh, more dead bodies. Yeah, they hung three more alleged criminals in public view on Tuesday. And I did see these photos, and I'm not going to show you guys here on YouTube and or really talk about them, but just imagine a crane... That's all I can say. The alleged criminals were hanged or uh, killed by a man after they tried to break into his home. Their corpses were hoisted from two cranes in the Ob district in northeast Herat. Same one. Uh, the aim of this action, this is from the Taliban, by the way. The aim of this action is to alert criminals that they are not safe. So the Taliban, these are all these photos. I'm not going to scroll through them. But uh, the Taliban is literally hanging people after they've been shot and accused of break. So a guy literally accuses them of breaking into his house. He shoots them and then they hang them for public viewing. So people know not to, they say it's to stop people from being criminals. When in fact, the largest, one of the largest criminal organizations runs the country. Somewhat ironic. If you think about it, I don't even, I don't get it. I don't know why we're not doing anything about it. I told you guys it was going to happen. I told you this a month ago, well over a month ago. So a lot of you have been wondering what happened to the weapons, the ones that we left over there. Well, I found out this is, this is pretty much why I wanted to to make this entire podcast stay in the region of Afghanistan and tell you guys exactly what's going on there. But I found out what was going on and where the weapons were going. I actually paid for this article. I did. Paid for it. Couldn't read it without it. I was like, it's got to be good. So like I am telling you guys that we left a ton of weapons, ton of ammunition, ton of just everything over there in Afghanistan, correct? We all know this. It's been a big argument between politicians for the last couple of weeks, and it's pretty much diminished and not really been talked about. Well, this just came out today. Like I said, I paid for this. I wanted to know what was going on. With the Taliban in power, more American weapons and military accessories are now being openly sold in shops by Afghan gun dealers. They paid the government soldiers and Taliban fighters for the guns, ammunition, and other material, according to weapons dealers in Kandahar province. Three weapons dealers in Kandahar, or excuse me, in Kandahar said that dozens of Afghans have set up weapon shops in Afghan South selling American-made pistols, rifles, grenades, binoculars, and night vision goggles. These equipment were originally provided to the Afghan security forces. So when you guys were talking about 
all that $83 billion worth of taxpayers over the last two decades that went to training these people and giving them arms, guess where it went? It went out the window, and now it's all being sold on the black market in Afghanistan. A Taliban spokesman said that the weapons were not for sale. So now Taliban's coming and say, no, they're not for sale. Well, they're for sure for sale because there's multiple. I mean, as we go through here, I mean, the Taliban also comes out and says that they're not hanging people. They're not executing people, which they do in this later on in this thing, too. They're just saying still happening. So they're just talking about the same stuff. They say, I totally deny this. Our fighters cannot be careless. He said, even a single person cannot sell a bullet in this market or smuggle it. So he's trying to say that no one can smuggle anything. Are you kidding me? I just talked about it here a second ago, how they just caught almost $700 million worth of drugs being smuggled out of Afghanistan. Are you, what are you talking about? He added that American-made weapons previously captured during the war are all listed, verified, and are all saved and secure under the Islamic Emirate of our, uh, for their future army. So he's saying that every single military weapon the Biden administration has given the Afghanistan, or the, excuse me, the Taliban, they've actually saved them to build up their own army. So essentially, no shit. Let's look at this. The Biden administration is literally funded, this is not a joke, funded and supplied a one of the world's largest terrorist organizations with building their own army. That's straight from them. That's literally from the horse's mouth. American M4 carbines are selling for $4,000, the dealer said, especially if they're equipped with laser sights and under-barrel grenade launchers. In, con- in contrast, the Kalashnikov rifle sells for about $900, and a Russian-made rocket-propelled grenade launcher is about $1,100. Pistols, <laughs> pistols, uh, basically the ones that we used over there, the supplied Afghan police officers, they sell for $350, and almost all of their transactions are in Pakistani rupees, and in cash, and American dollars, basically. So... If you guys want to get an RPG, 1100 bucks, Done. Black market in Afghanistan. If I want to fly there right now, I don't know how to get it back. I can go buy in Afghanistan or a Russian-made uh, RP, uh, rocket-propelled grenade. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Who doesn't want to buy an RPG for 1100 bucks? I mean, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, 4000 bucks for an M4. A little on the steep end because I know they're a little shaky. The co- components are not really great. But, I mean, if they, well, what if they come with a, a laser and a, and a grenade launcher on the barrel? Hell, I'd pay four grand for that. Don't know where I'd get the grenades from, but today the merchants say their customers are mainly Afghan entrepreneurs and ordinary citizens. These Afghans are buying coveted American-made weapons either to resell in Pakistan for self-defense or to settle long-standing personal or tribal feuds. So not only are they using our weapons that we left over there to make profit off of self-defense, which is okay, fine, whatever but to settle long-standing personal or tribal feuds. So not only did we give the Taliban a bunch of weapons, but we gave it to the black market, then were resold for then tiny militias to fight each other in the mountains in tribes to, like just imagine two Indian tribes here in America getting a bunch of weapons and just shooting each other. That's literally what's happening. in Afghanistan. <laughs> and when I say tribes, I'm like, I mean legit tribes. There's areas in Afghanistan where there's a mountain that is dividing them and one doesn't like the other one. They hate each other with a passion and they, they don't, they won't speak to each other. Like that's literally, it's so goofy they, they may not even speak the same language for God's sakes. Dealers had sold weapons as large as anti-aircraft guns to the Taliban this summer. Now he said that he sold American made M4s and 50 cal machine guns, as well as weapons manufactured by nations, including rocket launchers and Kalashnikovs. So not only are they selling M4s, they're selling Moduses which is by far probably one of the best made machine gun in history, along with the M240 Bravo. M240 Bravo, Lima, Charlie, those are all really good. But the Modus has been around the longest. And I'm not going to say it's the most reliable, 
it kind of is in a certain extent if it's if it's uh, head spacing timing is done correctly. A lot of you guys may know what I'm talking about. That's the other thing. They can give them these these 50 cal machine guns, and if they don't know how to do the head spacing timing, I would absolutely love to be a bystander when they try to shoot that thing. I would love it. It could go sour and it could explode in their face, which is a possibility, or it could just not even go off. If you guys don't know what headspace and timing is, I'm not going to explain it, but you need a you need to do it to be able to even understand how the that's the, like literally the only machine gun that I know of in the military that you have to finally adjust for the firing pin to hit the back of the the primer to set the round off. Done with that. Not talking about that anymore. Hope you guys are uh, excited for this next one because I sure am. Keep it going. Keep it going with my favorite tribe of the nation, the Do Taliban. Taliban. All right, so here you go. If you guys didn't know, according to an amnesty report, about 300 Taliban fighters traveled on August 30th to an area near a Dahani Kul village where members of the former government forces were staying with their families. So the former Afghan security forces members, that's who they went after, and their families attempted to flee, but the Taliban caught up with them and opened fire. One former soldier fired back, killing a Taliban fighter and wounding another and two other former government soldiers were killed in the ensuing crossfire. Nine other former soldiers were then surrendered, according to the report, but then the Taliban promptly took them to a nearby river basin and executed all of them. These are cold-blooded executions that further prove that the Taliban are committing the same horrific abuses that notorious, uh, what they were notorious for at the very beginning of the rule in Afghanistan uh, prior to us going in there and beating the absolute piss out of them. There you go. There's some more actual stuff about them. And I know, I know... This is kind of hard to digest for some of y'all that are, uh, I don't know. I've never been over there. I can't tell you I told you so, but I'm pretty, pretty fucking confident I said I told you so, right? Oh, shoot. Hey, there's one more. Remember when I told you guys yesterday? This is crazy. Man, my timing is phenomenal. I'm getting really good at this timing thing, which I need to figure out other aspects of my life. But uh, the Taliban are now removing Uyghurs. You remember when I was talking about the China was asking, like, literally this is happening. This is yesterday. Not only just yesterday, but it happened 2 p.m. yesterday, so five or six hours. Or no, no, it was like an hour after my, my episode went live. They're over there removing Uyghur militants from Afghanistan on that border with China. Remember I said that China will only be butting up with Taliban to have them do something for them? Well, there it is right there. Taliban's actually going through removing the Uyghurs out of that area. And it didn't say exactly what they're doing with them. It just says that they're moving them out of the area to help with the Chinese government's uh, officials asking to do so. Next question is, is why are we still trying to be friends and do something, being play nice with China, for God's sakes, when this is happening? Oh, I know why. 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 Oh, we got to pay for people's child care. For God. Hope you guys did enjoy this video over here. I hope this podcast is stimulating you guys like it is myself. Get your nether regions tingling. Hope you guys share this thing. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. Uh, we're going to be doing some some different stuff over there, not just straight podcasts, but I've got some, some short video ideas. Uh, if you guys want to see short clips from these podcasts and you guys want to listen to them all the way through, they're always on the channel as well. Like the good succulent pieces, the more more or less like six to 12 minute pieces, they'll be on the channel along with uh, just random stuff. I, I have some ideas that I want to do like reaction videos like I used to do on Lunkers TV, like the funny shit I'm going to do over here. So I hope you guys enjoy this video. Go subscribe to the channel. I do love you guys. I'm out. See you guys.